the first 30 minutes the first 30 minutes i i mean this movie was just bananas from the start it was i mean that in the best way possible i loved it this is my new favorite movie i was gonna say the only sweet and gentle part is like in the scene montage at the very beginning and that's within the first five Oh my god. <laughs> With the fucking cut, music. It's a hard cut there, off, right? All, all I could think about during that whole scene was like, this is like a mid 90s Folgers commercial. It's like all it is. It's like, well, we're going to go fishing. And, and then we're going to like, we're going to practice karate. And we're going to laugh the whole time. This ad's brought to you by Divorce Dads. <laughs> all right, you guys ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Hell, uh, I'll do it again. There we go. <laughs> I'm not good at starting this show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of The Dicks in the Back Row, where we make fun of the good movies and trash the bad ones. I'm your co-host, Max Healy, out in Nashville, and with us in Boston is Tim Begin. Tim, how's uh, that recorder looking today? Uh, it's at 11 minutes and 24 right now, Max, and it's counting upwards, which means that I, in fact, recording... Uh, for the time being, uh, but this will most likely be like an Apollo 13 type thing, and my oxygen tanks are going to explode, and then we're all going to die. Okay. Boy, that, okay. They didn't make a movie about Apollo 12. <laughs> that's a good also, point. <laughs> and also Who was on the, Apollo 12, I ask you? That's true, not Tom Hanks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then also with us in his Hooperville shanty box is Mike Preble. How you doing, sir? Very fine, Max. It's getting a little bit nipply up here in the Northeast, so I'm going to have to uh, try and reinforce my box with another box. But I'm I'm on the prowl, like a hermit crab looking for a larger <laughs> shell as he grows. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and also in Nashville, back with the new suntan is Derek Brady. So, Derek, uh, how did it feel walking on the same beaches? What the fuck is that? Oh, boy. Alright. It was magical, guys. Looking out of that window in the 32-degree sweltering cold. That's right. Just like Gary Busey on a bad day of the night sweats. Just like Gary Busey with his dead body washed up on the big island. Of Hawaii. It was great, guys. It was great. Missed you guys. Missed uh, all of our listeners at home. It's good to be back. Um, I'm hoping that you guys only ran off one or two. I need to keep my quota high. <laughs> quota of what? People that I highly offend that report uh, this mm. podcast to iTunes. <laughs> okay. Okay. You got it. <laughs> sure. You, I just reported you, so don't worry. You'll be you're still up there. That's, that's that's how you get listeners, right? Just by continually reporting the episodes to yes, iTunes, so. right? You're reporting it. good stuff. Yeah, I think so. It's it's like a better business bureau type scenario, mm. in which an F is fantastic. Yeah, bingo. Okay. It's like golf. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Really off to a hot start here, guys. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Siz- sizzling, sizzling hot, guys. Put the put it's the Hawaiian like music like, back on, Derek. Yeah, it's like a it's like a fajita plate at Chili's. <laughs> All right. Well, lucky for us, uh, Arnie Month is coming a week early, mainly because we just didn't want to do another random movie in between 
And uh, just like Derek's uh, professional business attire, we're going commando this week in 1985's action pun-packed murder, murder movie commando. Fuck, I fucked that up too. <laughs> that was Max. Well, boy, you, I leave for two weeks. Max, it's provocative. I leave, for, I leave for two weeks. You guys just fucking fall apart. I just forget how to read. <laughs> oh, where have you been? I haven't read anything in two weeks. I don't know what letters look like anymore. Max is looking like Ron Burgundy, like after after the dog gets punted over the bridge. <laughs> Long beard, just disheveled. Yeah, eight pints deep in whiskey. Or Helen Keller. Okay. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck Helen Keller. <laughs> Guys, maybe we should just do this tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Helen, I wish Helen. Ke- you know, Helen Keller. You know, she's the one that like I got by the Nazis, right? That's that's Anne Frank. God. No, no, get, no. Get no, out no, of I, town. I like where Tim's going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Jesus Christ. All right, let's just get into it. Come on. She will too. Don't worry about it. It'll happen. Anyway, yeah, so we watched Commando this this uh, today. That's what, that's what we watched. Um, it was directed by Mark Lester and starred our man of the month, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ray Don Chong, Vernon Wells, not the baseball player, Dan Hedaya, and Alyssa Milano. And uh, before we actually get started, even though we've already wasted enough time, have uh, any of you guys not seen this movie before? This is Never my first time. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And my first time, and I loved it. Mm. I've seen this movie multiple times, and it gets better every time. It's only the second time I saw this movie, and I hadn't seen it in like five years, and I still think about it every day, so I'm glad we watched <laughs> it again. <laughs> it is fucking awesome. <laughs> every time I hear steel drums, I'm always transported back to 1985 or 86, whenever this is. Commando. 80s. All right, yeah. you guys ready to rumble? Let's go. Let's, let's do it. So the movie opens up on Trash Day, but is it really? Hmm. Maybe they changed the day. That's at least what this guy Lawson thinks as he runs out to give the trash guys his garbage, but instead of trash, he's dumped with a chest full of bullets. Ha! Bam, bam, all I could think about was when this started. I was, I was like, well, "This is not how I expect a movie named Commando to start in the nope. fucking suburbs." I tried the. I was seeing if this was gonna be free on YouTube a while, like a few weeks ago, and I didn't remember the beginning of this movie. So I was just like, "What the fuck is this? It's just some guy like in bed, and this is like the trash truck in suburban California." I'm like, this isn't the right movie. I just skipped through, and then I re-rented. It. I was like, "Ah, fuck! Did this this is the same movie." <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you, yeah. we get off we get off to a hot start with the with the one liners in this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was afraid you'd miss me. Don't, Don't worry. worry, we, <laughs> we won't. Yeah, this guy gets lit the fuck up. I gotta say though, I this is one. It's great. One of what a wonderful opening scene. But also, was there a whole plan that he would wake up at the sound of this and then run out because they had their guns in the compactor. Yeah, I, you know I, what I, mean? I, I was wondering how many times they had to stop because like they went over a speed bump and one of the Uzis like fell out of the garbage truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, shuck. Pull over, Steve. They hit a couple bumps and you just hear the Uzi just <laughs> rattle off a couple rounds. It's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Chinese New Year. think this through. <laughs> it just isn't like uh, a sly or inconspicuous way to kill somebody. It's like the, the police would have been there and be like, all right, what happened? Well, some... Garbage truck came not on garbage day 
and then shot that guy and then drove off. So they'd be like, they would have, they would just like look at all the cameras around, you know, like what's where's the random garbage truck driving up the street, or be like, all right, like let's go look for a garbage truck that shouldn't be out. They'd find it, and these guys would be arrested. Yeah, that'd be the lamest <laughs> police chase ever of just cops going like twelve miles an hour trying to chase this fucking trash truck. Yeah, right. What with the, with the two bad guys hanging off the back the whole time, <laughs> while still picking up garbage from other streets. <laughs> but again, if you add steel drums to it. It becomes far better. Just yeah, what the fuck were the steel drums in this movie? No, man. I, <laughs> the music I honestly, in this movie, just in general. I don't know oh. why, because it, there are definitely 80s like themes to it, right? Like, you know, like some synth, you have saxophone, but then, I don't know, James Horner is just pulling out all the stops of this one. Like, steel drums, just, like, why? Who cares? They sound <laughs> great. You know what I mean? If it's But every time I hear it, honestly, whenever I hear steel drums... I think of Commando, and so whenever this is such a distinctive tr- soundtrack in my mind. I think that the score for this movie was probably longer than the movie. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad thing. I feel like they had to cut it, Dad, because I, I don't feel like there was a moment in this movie without music behind it. Yeah, that's true. That's just the movies up until like the t- like mid two thousands. It's like, well, you need to have a continuous soundtrack going, or else how they're not how they're not going to know this isn't like a documentary or something. <laughs> Where are they going to get the suspense from? I know. Or filmmaking? So in the next scene, the black trash man, whose name's Cook, is now wearing a suit in a car dealership, and he takes the car keys, backs up, and runs over the salesman. And yeah. you still you still have zero clue why he's killing these people. <laughs> I know. So right. Why he's stealing a car. Right. He killed a guy. No reason why. You know, I don't think you ever find out why, to be honest. But they're being killed. Oh, you do. You do. You do in a minute. Um... Really, they really miss a golden opportunity with another zinger, though, with that salesman. Because you could have easily just gone like, so what's it going to take to get you in this car today? How about your life? And then just run him over. <laughs> that would have been perfect. Also, I don't think that's how cars work. In, you know, like, this thing's got, like, a full tank of gas. Like, I don't know. Like, like, the fuck it, it give just, somebody keys inside of a display car? Yeah. There's no, just a lot going on there. That I just, yeah, again, that's... this is one of the movies where it's just like you know, they they don't want you to think too hard about it. They just want you to sit back, enjoy looking at Arnold, and just watch about a yep. hundred fifty people die. <laughs> but again, if you're if you're trying to kill somebody, why why do it that way? You'd be yeah, caught and, immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they and, and they would have like all the VIN number and everything in that car. I mean, it's the fucking dealership. Well, not to mention that this guy later on you find out is a green beret. It's like, I think you know how to kill people you know, a little more secretly other than just doing it in a public car dealership. Right. That's, so. not, that's not in the green beret training, I don't think. All right, so if you're going to kill a car salesman, this is how you do it. You'd, you'd fake send a message. being a customer, you'd fake being a customer, and then hop behind the wheel of a display car and run him over and then spill his body onto La Cienega. <laughs> See, this is where, guys, we all need to shut up and listen to Tim. Tim has great <laughs> amounts of expertise in this field. It's true. Listen, both of these, I mean, both of these kills, they might be high percentage kills, but they're, they're low percentage get away with it kills. Mm. <laughs> Which is so, equally as important. It's equally as important, you know. High showmanship, though. So, it's true. That, yeah, but that, you know, that's Good only... Point. See, Max, that's that's some that's a metric only for the serial killers who do it for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? They're all in it for the mm. fame. That's not that's not why they get a job killers in it in it, you know? Yep. He's in it for the sexual pleasure. 
I mean, that. I think they all do he's that also too. Just a, he's in it. He's in it for the craft. You know what I mean? It's all about. It's all about the craft. It's the Barry Sanders of killing. Right. Keep your head down. Kraft? You know? Oh, you're talking to Robert Kraft. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mr. Kraft, please go home. I own this place. <laughs> Mr. Kraft, do you show up? Do you show up anytime your name said? Your last who's, name said? Who's talking? Is that you, Voodoo Monkey? I thought I killed you long ago. Oh, man. It's like, uh-oh. It's, no, it's your it's your late wife, Moira. Oh, no. Oh, Moira, I love you so much. <laughs> now, let me find a 21-year-old to replace you. <laughs> oh, no, Mr. Kraft. This is not working out well. Tonight, we're all patriots. When you gotta stop saying this that. This is undoubtedly the sweetest. And I'm not talking about the victory. I'm talking about this rum I found under my seat. <laughs> like, oh boy. It's, uh, it's really good to be back. Way <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> Who thought Robert Kraft would make an appearance in Commando? Before Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> no, but yeah, was like, Arnold hasn't even fucking appeared yet. He hasn't even been in it yet. <laughs> Yeah, because you got another guy we're going to introduce before Arnold. Uh, you're introducing <laughs> Vernon Wells again, not the baseball player, as Bennett. And he's in a tugboat, and he gives a head nod to Cook and the other trashman assassin, and then is promptly blown up. Or is he? I he should really be. Res- <laughs> they, were dri- like, they weren't really blowing that boat up. They were driving a remote-controlled car. That fucking <laughs> antenna on that remote was the most ridiculous <laughs> thing. It went out of the shot. <laughs> Three, four foot tall. <laughs> they never, like, they just show the boat blow up. Like, and Ben is just driving it. Like, they never, yeah. like, he's fucking dead. They didn't show any, like, chance of him jumping out. No. Well, I like to think, like, if you would have panned right, there would have been a boat that was the exact same just puttering off. And <laughs> it's right next to it. Was actually <laughs> <off>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cute 80s rock music. Zoom in shots of massive biceps, and you're introduced to John Matrix, aka Arnold Schwarzenegger, carrying in Paul Bunyan. Yeah, carrying an entire tree over his shoulder. Now it's time to cue sax music as Arnold's chopping wood. Yeah, this whole Arnold introduction and Vanessa Milano or Alyssa Milano or whatever her name is, (laughs) that shit was just (laughs) banana land. Yeah. They they found a way to make what I, I mean obviously it was supposed to be a wholesome father daughter scene. I mean he was essentially training her to be a mercenary, but they found a way to make it really creepy, especially yes. at the end of the scene oh, yeah. when they're having breakfast and they like just have like a a real like you know I'm in an intimate relationship with you kiss on the lips. You're my wife. That right? and the ice cream on the face and. Like Let me was... eat my ice cream. It's vanilla. What's your ice cream? Vanilla? Can I have some? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. The only thing I'm just gonna say about the end, this whole, this again, this like montage is at the very end. Things go just from weird to like ridiculous because they apparently have a fucking deer come up to them, <laughs> and they're just petting it. Like yep. you know, oh, this is what happens in the mountains. Like, like what are you? Are you kidding me? What? How did, <laughs> did you train this thing? What did you do to get it over here? Is or is like. You know, Arnold now like a man of the forest. You know, no, what he's, I mean? that's how in tune he is with nature, Preble. <laughs> I guess so. He's like I Legolas just, I just didn't from, the, from the Lord of the Rings. He's just he's like at one with it. You know what I mean? 
It's true. He is Radagast the Brown. Well said. Well said, Tim. My yeah, notes that's... were hugging, eating ice cream, smiling, hand feeding deer, smiling. Yeah. <laughs> that's just what well, I wrote she down. like weirdly tickled him at one point. That, it's weird. Yeah. Tell you no, this is some this is like a politician who doesn't know his own daughter's names like ad campaign commercial. Yeah. It's like you this know. is good, right? I'm a human. <laughs> at lunch, uh, Arnold's asking about Boy George and mentions how he grew up in East Germany and this is one of the only movies ever that actually explains how Arnold can be an American but sound the way he does, which is also funny, since this is the first time he ever played an American, and then going forward, they just skip it in every other movie. Well, kind of tying into the last scene, I don't know if you guys caught this or not. I'm fully expe- expecting a preble sigh after saying this. Did anyone notice the name of the magazine that they were reading? I did. No. It was Cream. Cream. Oh, God. Oh, no. C-R-E-E-M. Cream. Cream. In white font. Cream. was. Oh, after after she says, boy George, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger says, oh, well, why don't they just call him girl George? I know. <laughs> oh, God. Like, everything Good about one. this is like, Dad joke. God. Yeah. I, I, can, like, I can just see the writers, like, you know, there's like a, a table read, and Arnold reads, reads the line that the writers wrote, which is essentially just like, oh, there's a helicopter outside. And then he's like, <laughs> like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, but shouldn't I have a joke? Like, just maybe I do a joke. Maybe about, maybe call Boy George a girl. That would be very funny. The writers are like, I don't know. You probably don't have, you don't have the range to really pull that off. No, I'm going to do a joke. The character's funny. Yeah. <sighs> well, then, funny. Like, we got past that. And I was like, oh, well, at least we got that out of the way. And then I saw Cream. I was like, oh, okay. God. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of helicopters, though, uh, this helicopter flies over his house unnecessarily, only just like hitting the house by like five feet, and then just lands in his backyard. And Major General Kirby tells Arnold that his entire former commando team has been killed, and uh, he's going to leave two really good soldiers at his house as security because John's made a lot of enemies over the years, and they will eventually find him. Well, another the the, the language in this early part of the movie was just bananas. Like Arnold sneaks up on the on the the captain yeah. general whatever, and the general says, "Silent and smooth, just like always." <laughs> Ew. Ew. Yeah, you want my Korean magazine? Yeah. <laughs> I also just like what he said to him about like the places he had fought. It was Syria, South Africa, and Russia. I just thought it was such an unlikely triumvirate, but like for the. <laughs> For the 1980s, you know, this makes sense. You know, like all yeah. these things, they're all working together. So I was like, oh, all right. I'll, I'll the evil that. triangle. Yeah. Oh, my God. The axis is the axis of true evil. Oh, but some, but somehow the the guy who's pissed at him is from South America? Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. That was a small job. That's how much of a big deal he is. <laughs> Which, again, Just, I, but also... Overthrowing that, governments. Like, yeah, that's also something that's very odd and really talked about. It's like the implication is that like somehow John Matrix has single-handed like overthrown some random undefined, you know, like Central American country, you know, which is like that we just don't want to need to talk about that, you know. And also we have some ex-president, ex-autocrat living somewhere in America or something like that. You know what I mean? We just don't know yeah. about it. Like <laughs> there's a lot of geopolitical like international problems here that are just not being addressed. 
So right. also, typically, typically leaders who have been overthrown in a in like a silent coup orchestrated by the CIA don't then get to come to the United States to live out their days. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how that goes. Usually, no. usually we kill them. You right. Know, it's it's usually the what way. the United States does. Right. Yeah. And and then they talk about how famous Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the country that the coup happened. Typically, the covert operatives who un, who like orchestrate the coup don't become like celebrities. They don't go on the fucking the the Dancing with the Stars equivalent in that country. <laughs> that is true. As well. You might remember him as overthrowing our government. Meet John Matrix. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So Matrix tells Jenny that he isn't going anywhere, sniffs something in the air, and blam! Assassins just start firing through the bushes. So Arnold tells Jenny to hide under her bed while he goes to his quote-unquote shed. But that shed is really just an armed fortress full of machine guns. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Like, good thing like Arnold has his gun safe in the perfect place to protect his house outside of his house. I know. <laughs> like, what in the fuck? But the best, but the best part about the safe, and again, I'm all about responsible gun ownership. So I was very happy had it in a super secret, you know, uh, like you know, sealed door patches thing. But again, there's a two digit code, <laughs> two digits. That's how. That's it was boop boop, and he was in. One two. Again, they'll never now, know. Now nowadays, it would be you have to have a capital letter. You got to have a couple numbers in there. You know, it's got to be longer than you know, da da da. But back in yeah. 1980s, just one quick button, two quick buttons, and that's that. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised that this movie, like, he just didn't have to give us, like, cock print. It scans the tip of his dick. And he has a big smile on his face while it's happening. Ah, uh, welcome back, Mr. Matrix. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. That, that, that would be oh, more yeah. believable in this movie, to yeah, be honest. Probably, totally. Well, <laughs> so you do get the first scene that made me laugh out loud. So first, Arnold, he runs back to the house, politely lets this now dead soldier just fall in front of him. I'm not really sure how that dead dude could do that since he was standing up front in like a flapping door. But the best part is um, when this bad dude who just smugly says, put down your gun and we're going to talk. Now we have your kid and she's safe for now, but that's up to you. My people have some business with you, and if you want your kid back, then you're going to have to cooperate, right? And then Arnold just says, wrong, and just shoots a two in the head. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of setting up this guy in this scene. Like, it. you're thinking, like, this is going to be like the Hans Gruber of this movie, yep. you know? Like, this is going to be, nope, fucking dead. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> fucking dead. <laughs> Blam. Okay, I just had this I as my it. first my first one, my pun slash wordplay moment. Because I having seen this movie, I know there's like... At least like five more coming up. Oh yeah. So like I had just I was waiting like writing these marking these down. I had a note. It was twelve minutes. Still no puns. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere Bill Dooley is steaming mad. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Arnold runs to his car to chase after them, but the brakes have been cut. So instead, he just pushes the Chevy halfway down the hill, jumps in. And then just starts bouncing down this hill until his truck hits a ditch and explodes about five times. So it looked like when he opened the hood, it was just like a bunch of like TV component cables hanging out of his hood. It looked nothing like the actual like operating nature of a vehicle. 
Uh, I think they just disconnected his battery. He could have just put the the leads back on it. It would have taken him like thirty seconds. Well, tops. it looks like what new computers have, like the, com- like the new. <laughs> what am I, a mechanic? <laughs> I just gotta push this down the hill and just hope it explodes. Well, this car's worthless to me now. That's a good title for a movie, The Mechanic. I'll play a former secret ops, special ops agent, whose team gets murdered, and then all the people that he wronged comes back to harm him and then steals his daughter. It's a great idea. Um, uh, Arnold, that's Arnold. that's the plot of this movie. <laughs> that's the plot of all my movies. In every 80s movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I thought that he was gonna push that truck like directly into the the other cars driving. That's what I was. I was hoping was gonna happen. I'm like, oh, oh no, he's getting in. Oh, okay. Let's see where this at. Let's see where he goes. Well, it was almost comical, like because he was like steering oh, around, and one of the guys even says like, oh, he's gonna ram us, and then he just goes flying right past him, flips over. He's bound it down. Just flying by. I was more the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Yeah, he totally whiffed in the first pass, and then, then like the second cutback of the car is he like nicks him. Same, yeah, the same exact shot of him going down yeah, the hill that's again. That's what I thought was the best. It's like, oh, he's coming like, down wait. the same identical road somehow. He's doing it again. <laughs> I was like, how is this possible? What, do we go into some kind of time warp that we just continually just go back to the same spot? Yeah, he's coming uh, again. <laughs> the Groundhog Day of action movies. <laughs> What if Bill Murray so our, was our action star? Oh yeah! <laughs> hey, that would be a great movie. I would, I would absolutely watch any movie that Bill Murray was an action star in. Arnold is, uh, he's eventually subdued by the bad guys, and then walks in Vernon Wells again, aka Bennett, dressed in some sort of gay biker chainmail mesh vest with fingerless leather gloves, and he says he's been waiting a long time for payback after Arnold kicked him out of his squad. So then he shoots him with a dart gun. I, I just wrote, somehow Arnold disarms three out of four men surrounding him with automatic rifles, only to find out that his daughter has been kidnapped by Freddie Mercury. <laughs> so Vernon Wells said that his character was a um, was a, a Freddie Mercury on steroids, which doesn't make sense since Freddie Mercury <laughs> was in much better shape than Vernon Wells. Yeah. We'll get to that at the end Bennett, of the movie. Bennett's... Attire. That's that's just a standard eighties attire. That's that you that what was eighties tactical wearing? chic. 80s tactical chic. That's the that was the style. And that's 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 like standard I mean look at you know, that's just like eighties LA wardrobe. That's what you wore back then, you know? Yeah. At, at first sure. I was like, wait, is he wearing chain mail? <laughs> yep. Like from like King Arthur chain mail? But in as a vest? <laughs> Oh. Needless to say, so, it was a bold choice. It was a bold choice. Everything that Vernon Wells in this, does in this movie is a bold choice. Well, he never changes clothes either. He's wearing that the whole fucking movie. Well, it's only 11 hours. This entire movie takes place in 11 hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, I'm but, not uh, going to sit by here and let you guys make fun of that outfit. <laughs> I'm wearing that right now. Because I got that hanging in my closet right now. And I haven't even seen this movie before. That's just a good goddamn outfit. We're going to see pictures of Tim getting... Getting pulled out in handcuffs from the machine in Boston. <laughs> in that very Listen, outfit. After the uh, the Listen, Fox twenty five has the get a job killer sketch of Tim wearing that. Yeah. Listen, that was the outfit I met Abby in on our first date. <laughs> I, I wooed her in that outfit. At the laundry? 
<laughs> What's that? At the laundry mat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, at the laundry mat. Yeah, exactly. I saw you're really fucking sad over there, so I came over here and started talking real smooth to you. All right, I'll see you later. I'm just scrubbing my chain mail here at the local uh, laundry mat. <laughs> yeah, I don't got no quarters for you. No. Oh, I all right. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you got to cry. Okay. Yeah, uh, have a good cry. I imagine Tim, I imagine Tim like putting the chain mail in the washing machine. And it's just like the washing machine just like bouncing up and down. It just explodes. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, no, the, yeah, there's a big eight cartoon 80s explosion in the washing machine. <laughs> Tim grabs Abby and just runs out. Right, a lonely Slow saxophone motion. rings out in a gutter somewhere. <laughs> and some steel drums. Under the sea, huh? Okay. Yeah. A little mermaid, that's good. Mm. So, uh, Vernon Wells, apparently he was replaced by another actor, um, or he was the replacement for another actor who got fired six weeks into production, so they didn't have time to do it, to make a new wardrobe, so that's why what he's wearing is, like, clearly way too tight. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, it's, it's really not flattering. <laughs> because not for anybody who hasn't seen this movie, Vernon Wells is a fat man with a mustache and a shaved, like, buzz cut. <laughs> it, with, like, right. flabby arms. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it later, but I mean, yeah. the, the matchup between him and V. Arnold is hilarious. Cause oh, yes. No. Yes. But I also, I've seen this again, I've seen this movie several times, and I'd never found out till, until today, like a couple hours ago, that that was the reason why his clothes were so ill-fitting. Because I was <laughs> yeah. like, the whole time I was like, I don't understand this look, because it is just fucking terrible. <laughs> now, now it at least makes more sense for a practical, real-world reason. He looks well, like, a, a like he literally looks like a middle-aged Wisconsin man who works down at the sausage plant? <laughs> he and does. Just got stuffed into like leather, leather riding pants, and a chainmail vest. He looks like one cho- of the with a choker on. <laughs> he looks like one of the uh, the guys from the SNL like Chicago Bears sketches. <laughs> right, da Bears. Decca. Yeah. So um, Arnold, he wakes up over a light with several guys looking over him, including Dan Hedaya as. Is it Arius? Arius? Something like that. Arius? I'll say Arius. Who gives a fuck? This guy sucks. Yeah, he's starring as bad accent guy. Yeah. (laughs) Here's a, you know, non-Hispanic guy playing a South American dictator. Fucking horrible accent. This is is so bad. Dan Hedaya just fucking sucks as an actor in general. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, and I've never liked him, so... He's always... He always plays the Italian when you couldn't get one of the guys from The Sopranos to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and apparently this one, they couldn't find apparently any Hispanic actor. So they were just like, Italians, Hispanics, uh, I guess they're the same. Back in. <laughs> right. right. They're all, they're all mudbloods, you know. <laughs> well, not you to mention, he's, he's actually Armenian. <laughs> Armenian? Yeah. All, all you guys are from that weird place over there, right? Yeah, you're all brown to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, Vernon. Maybe settle down here, you know? <laughs> you know you know Vernon's on set just, like, throwing around epithets everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. He'd just done two movies with Mel Gibson with Mad Max. He was all over the place. <laughs> That's right. Mad Max. Oh, my God. Um, apparently, the, the writer of the movie, he wanted the, um, the you know, the, the, like, the dad from The Adams Family who also played, like, the bad guy in, uh, fuck, uh, was it Street Fighter? You know that dude? Yes. Yeah. He wanted him, and the, and the director's like, "No, I want, I want uh, Dan Hedaya." 
I don't know why you would ever say that, but okay. That's the hill you want to die on? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> and then he saw the movie, and he's like, let's just only put him in like three and a half minutes of this movie <laughs> because he's fucking awful. Oh, God. <laughs> we're only like, what, yeah, we're, 12, we're 15 minutes, minutes into this movie? Thing. Yeah, we got to ramp this thing up. <laughs> I was, so I was looking at that. So, uh, yeah, he tells uh, Arnold that he needs to kill the president that uh, replaced him or else he's going to kill his daughter. And then, oh, no, Jenny's also tied to a chair and has a knife to her throat. So Arnold goes to the airport, tells Bennett that he'll be back. Nice little call back to the Terminator that came out the year prior. And then he's escorted by this big black man, Hendrix, and a little slime ball named Sully, who's uh, played by David Patrick Kelly, who's actually a really good actor. I do like him. Why was the black man wearing a safari hat? Because he likes to party. <laughs> Dude, uh, he's I, will, I will hear no more goddamn bad talk about his outfit. That was what an amazing <laughs> outfit that is. I, listen, you guys gotta honestly you gotta stop it. The outfits in this movie are just good. I'm, I'm not gonna hear anything more about it. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that he could actually wear because he's towering over Arnold, and Arnold's six two. So that dude is probably like seven feet tall. Well, let's be. Anyway. Let's all be honest. If if that guy and Arnold got into a fight, that guy beats Arnold up ten times out of ten. Except for the one time that he doesn't. Ooh. But we'll find out here in a minute. So uh, Sully, he gives a five dollar bill to Arnold, tells him to get a beer so they can have uh, some more fun time with Arnold's daughter, and Arnold replies with, "You're funny, Sully. That's why I'm going to kill you last, and uh, that will come back in a hilarious way soon enough." So more puns, in, or not puns, but just more fucking quips by Arnold here. So the stewardess then asks Arnold if he has any luggage, and he just says, just him, points at Hendrix. <laughs> then asks for a pillow and a blanket, and then casually breaks Hendrix's neck and covers him up, and tells the stewardess not to disturb him because he's dead tired. Puncast, <laughs> 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 puncast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Put on chink. And then he also tells the stewardess that he's airsick before they take off. Uh, and then goes into some sort of like magical door that somehow turns out on the other side into like the cargo hold. It's like and an elevator. Just, yeah. I was like, what, I the, what fuck? the fuck he went through? Like, what is <laughs> That's that? That's not how this works. Yeah. <laughs> is that why this airline went down or went under? Yeah. I don't know. It makes I'm sense not. at least. It, it yeah. certainly doesn't lead to the cargo hold and even more so does not lead to the fucking landing gear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he jumps out into the marsh. Um, smart move by Sin is watched to 11 hours, just like his flight, but he probably should have uh, put that watch on mute since it's ble- just bleeping every second. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I look to, just to make sure, if you jump off a plane during takeoff, I don't care where you land, you're fucking dead. You're fucking dead. I looked it up. Planes of that size take off at 150 to 180 miles an hour. Oh, my God. Fucking dead. Even if you're not dead, like arms broken, legs broken, like like internal organs are ruptured. Instead, Arnold oh, goes yeah. from Arnold to dummy Arnold quickly back to regular Arnold <laughs> in time to stand up in the middle of this marsh, like immediately. So, but whatever, that's me. Nah, you guys are fucking pussies. <laughs> if, if, listen, if a take if ta- if a takeoff on a Boeing seven thirty seven at one hundred eighty miles an hour kills you. Or a jumping into a marsh from like a thousand feet kills you. You just you're you're a pussy. <laughs> you're weak. <laughs> yeah, no, you just, now, uh, 
Because she's like Darwin. How, how deep is that marsh, too? Because he's jumping from 30, 40, 50 or higher. Yeah, and he's just walking real easily through it, too. Yeah. <laughs> just jogs out of there. It was also funny seeing Arnold run. Yeah. It was almost Seagal-esque. God, he's so yeah, fucking it big. It's like he can't even move his arms properly to run. <laughs> uh, so Sully uh, calls Arias, Arias, whatever the fuck, and says that uh, Arnold got off with any issues, and then he sexually harasses Cindy, played by Ray Don Chong, out of the airport, not realizing that Arnold is tailing right behind him. So uh, after that, she tells Sully to get lost, and he calls her a fucking whore, just showing the world what an incel looked like before the internet. And then uh, Arnold sneaks up, tells Cindy that he won't hurt her, and then he rips her fucking passenger seat out of her car with one hand, and then tells her to go fall, Sully. Oh, my God. (laughs) First of many times in which Arnold just rips things up with just one arm. Yeah, this is where you learn he's a fucking superhero. He's the Hulk. He is Superman. Yeah, he is. It explains the whole plane thing. Yeah, I don't know. Also, Ray Dong Chong, you know that she's um, from Cheech and Chong? She's the uh, the daughter. <laughs> I Tommy Chong's daughter. Too, Max. Say. Of Tommy Chong and, and Cheech Marin? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, she's uh, their kid. Yeah, together? That's, <laughs> so that's Cheech Marin uh, is a female, actually. Oh. Yep. Good for her. Good for her. They, had, they had a black baby girl. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Arnold being the badass that he is tells Cindy that uh, he's not going to kill her because he'd let her know if he if he was because he does exactly that in this entire movie literally killing every single person that he says he's going to kill um, and then by the way this is also the second straight movie that has Arnold in a mall that we've covered <laughs> it's true <laughs> and uh, this is the same mall that was also featured in Terminator 2 okay fun fact yeah. yep. familiar mm. territory mm-hmm mm. As well as the 80s comedy horror, Chopping Mall, which nobody gets. Maybe two listeners will understand that one. <laughs> I certainly don't. Great yeah, movie. No. You lost me. Max, Max, the fact that you think we have two listeners is... <laughs> Shame. It's priceless. All right, so then uh, Arnold tells Cindy to get Sully's attention. She goes right over to a mall cop for help. And then the mall cops corner Arnold, but he beats the shit out of all of them. But Sully then sees this and runs to a payphone because this is the 80s. And in a scene that will never happen again, Arnold just picks up this entire phone booth and just bounces it on the floor. <laughs> Before that, one of my favorite lines in the movie is you get the black mall cop that's radioing. Oh, yeah. Trying to get back up and he goes, this is one gigantic motherfucker. <laughs> I like the mall cop that goes, or he's like talking to those girls. He's like, you ready to go watch me kick some ass? Yeah. It's the same guy. The it's the one. same it's fucking same guy. guy. Yeah. Then he looks and he's like, oh shit. Yeah, exactly. Then he realizes it's Arnold and he's gigantic. Oh, wait. But also, there was this one. This guy's a fucking moan. The most sane part of this whole thing, though, is that woman runs up to the cop and then she goes, hey, I'm being kidnapped. Help me. But then the cop just goes, okay. And just walks out instead of asking a couple <laughs> questions. You know what I mean? Like, really? Like, are you, like, what would make you think that? But then again, I guess he is a mall cop. So, like, what are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. Or, or getting her to safety or something like that. Be like, okay, I have you now. Let's leave. Yeah. yeah. And then give me a description in. of the person and maybe I'll send in backup. Oh, God. Also, a mall cop with guns because they're all firing at Arnold. Yeah. Well, this is why we don't give it to him. You see these motherfuckers? Again, henchman school, henchman school of accuracy. Again. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> shooting from the hip and everyone's missing everybody hitting the wrong people. 
that, that's what I don't understand. There's there's like multiple people, sh- like or the the one guy is shooting at the mall cops and has wounded mortally multiple ones, but yet they're all still chasing after Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's a bigger target. <laughs> I guess I don't know, man. We need to look good. Get the monster. <laughs> that's Burn not. That's him. no man. Burn this will him. definitely make the front page of the newsletter. <laughs> Totally kicked that guy's ass. I shot him like 12 times. <laughs> yeah, so Arnold, I don't know, he, he does some like Spider-Man shit. Um, some other shit happens. A bunch of people get shot. And then uh, Sully escapes, runs over Arnold on his way out. And then uh, Arnold just kind of gets up like he tripped and didn't want anybody to notice. Again, he's a fucking superhero. He got hit at a car going like 45 miles an hour. <laughs> He's just. Uh, but it wasn't a big car. <laughs> yeah, it's just a Porsche. I guess that's what happens, right? With Porsches. Dude, I've been, hit by, I've been hit by plenty of cars going a lot <laughs> faster than that, and I'm still here. <laughs> Speaking of cars, can we get to this fucking incredible driving scene? Yeah, so uh, Arnold grabs uh, Cindy's car and they chase after Sully. And, you know, Cindy's just screaming like an idiot next to him. And then they just start playing bumper cars with each other <laughs> until they both crash. I don't know how the fuck either of them didn't die because Arnold and Cindy hit this telephone pole head on going like 80 miles an hour. <laughs> well, and again, she's not in a fucking seat. No, she's, she doesn't have a fucking chair. <laughs> she does not have a chair. That She is dead. End of the movie for her. She's through the windshield, down the ravine. She's fucking she is, dead. She is fucking two football fields down the road, like in half. <laughs> she's not getting up from that one. I get another, like, it wrecks, and, like, their heads go forward, and then he turns around immediately and is like, hey, you okay? You okay? It's like, I think so. No, you're fucking dead. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. The physics in this movie were fucking banana land. It's because she was genetically made by marijuana, so I guess she can just escape any kind of, like, bodily harm. <laughs> makes more sense. She feels no pain. <laughs> I feel nothing. Yeah, so then Arnold steals a motel key at us, out of uh, Sully's pocket, then dangles him over a cliff, like... With one arm again, like a fucking dead squirrel. And then says to Sullivan, Sullivan, remember when I said I'd kill you last? I lied. And just oh. down goes Sullivan. This is so fucking good. <laughs> I so love good. it. That's the scene I've been thinking about for five years. It's just that specific one. <laughs> I lied. That's, that was like basically that there was like one writer. Like one writer started the movie. And another, like he like died of a coke overdose or like just quit the movie or whatever and then they had to have like a team of writers come in and be like well we have to kill Sully in the middle of the movie or else it won't even make any sense and they're like but what about the first part of the thing that was already (laughs) written where he's gonna die last we'll just make up some stupid pun (laughs) (laughs) one of the best parts is is I just say he lied (laughs) it's the coda to the end there right so then Arnold walks back over to to the woman and she's like what happened to Sully he's like I let him go I let him go god (laughs) So good. But, uh, dude. Yeah, and then he picks up Sully's flipped over car like nothing. Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah. he's like, let me get this for you. Hold on one sec. Oh, there we go. Superman ask. Arnold and Cindy are at this motel when Cook shows up, and after Arnold taps him on the shoulder, they get into a brawl that includes Cook saying, you ready to get your ass kicked by a green beret? And then Arnold says, I eat green berets for breakfast, and I'm hungry. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> Just in case you didn't understand the first part of my first part of my my little speech here which was i eat you for breakfast 
and I'm but I'm not hungry right now, so I'm gonna wait to beat you up until later. All right, mm-hmm. bye. <laughs> <laughs> what? Now I'm hungry. Oh, now my appetite has resumed. The line was, "I eat green berets for breakfast," and then the guy goes, "Yeah, but it's supper time." <laughs> oh, come back tomorrow. Oh, well, hmm. This yeah, this is definitely a predicament because <laughs> I usually eat Navy Seals for supper. <laughs> I'm just embarrassed now. Or a nice kale salad. Yeah. I've been fasting. Hey, listen, could I pencil you in for tomorrow morning? Maybe we, maybe I could eat you for breakfast then. I don't know. This is a little embarrassing. Uh, they're punching, kicking themselves all over the room, and then Arnold kicks Cook into the next room, and yabos! Titties! Titties! Yeah, those are like... Red-A titties. Those are mid-80s LA fake titties. <laughs> You know what I mean? Those are no some grab big old yabos. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyone else uh, notice a camera right next to that? Like right next to the bed? Oh yeah, they were filming themselves. <laughs> I did not see that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. I just another, like another like eighties movie trope of like just like every couple filming themselves having sex. <laughs> I was just blown away by the fact that they're literally one door away from active gunfire, and they're like, "Oh, I don't give a shit. Keep fucking me." <laughs> I'm in the zone. <laughs> I only got this rental for an hour. Bring me those rock hard titties. I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, would you? I mean, come on. Let's be realistic. <laughs> if you're if you're like if you're ten seconds away from a nut, are you honestly gonna stop? Even if you hear gunfire, I'm not. Doctor Dan didn't. <laughs> I'm f- yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Either guns explode, heads exploding, gunshots. We, we all know one thing. Nothing is going to stop Tim from not busting his nut. So it's one of this. Could be an apocalypse. Could be anything. <laughs> but, that, but that's the important thing here. All all like danger perceiving functions of my brain go away when I'm T minus ten seconds to a Vesuvius nut. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to blow. I, All right. The, the next line was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie where uh, uh, the, the I forget her name, the, the flight attendant. Says, Cindy. Uh, Cindy. Cindy says, these guys eat too much red meat. Cut <laughs> to Arnold tossing this guy across the room by a shaft. I know. Scrabs him by the dick. <laughs> throws him. Right. <laughs> then oh, he, that was hilarious. Then Arnold eventually kicks and impales him on a piece of wood. And then the cook is dead. But, but I will say, I love how Arnold starts asking him where his daughter is after he's been impaled. You know? <laughs> it's like, where's my answer, you, dude? Yeah, no, he's like, like I, don't know if he, I don't know if, yeah, exactly. I don't know if you notice his mouth is full of blood. And I don't know if he's going to be able to give you a, a you know, a, a very clear set of directions. What are you getting impaled on, by the way? I think, was of, it like a coffee table leg the, or something? I think it's one of the legs of the coffee table is yeah is flipped. A very sharp coffee table leg. I couldn't figure it out. I was looking at it. I was like, what the fuck is that? thing it looks like a it looks like a cone boob off of madonna's like you know looks like remember madonna's, like, <laughs> yeah. it looks like one of her you yes. know bra cones no, or whatever mm. could have been the porn stars you never know yeah, we that's a good point max uh well at least i died the way i wanted <laughs> <laughs> impaled by titties <laughs> impaled by a porn wardrobe <laughs> So Arnold gets Cook's keys, and they find their next clue, which is a warehouse full of bad guys with military weapons. And Arnold is just breaking everything with his hands in this movie. He just rips off this big lock to the warehouse like it's a piece of paper. Physics are out of the question in this movie at this point. We, we already know 
that nothing is going to make any sense with relation to the laws of physics. Mm-hmm. But like back to to Preble's original point, basically like, how is there just like this massive foreign army mounting in San Diego, <laughs> California? Yeah, with the green smoke coming out of it. Right, without anyone knowing about it. Yeah, especially like a, San Diego. Is that where like all the seals are stationed? Yes, it is. Yeah, famous massive military. Yeah, famous. They have, they have like the <laughs> yeah. largest. They have like the largest navy base. You know, yeah. it's like huge. They'll never look for us here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I guess they find out like the coordinates or something of where um, you know, the bad guy layer is. So after this, they go shopping the Arnold way, which is driving a bulldozer through a weapon store and then stealing a shit ton of guns, including a rocket launcher. It's not even. It's not even a ref a weapon store. It was a sporting <laughs> goods store. Yeah. No, it was. A, it was. A, it was a military uh, military surplus, surplus store. Yeah. Which breaking news, guys. They don't fucking have guns there. And <laughs> Especially I don't know, fucking rocket launchers. Well, I don't know. It, it, just none of this made sense. First off, a little why why a bulldozer to get into it? And secondly, how did he know there was a button under the counter that would release this door full of military grade weapons? Because every sur- army surplus store has one of those. <laughs> Hey, if you can break in, the the bun's right under the table. Also, I have to say, there's it happens a little later, but the next time you see the uh, the the rocket launcher, it has clearly printed on the side of it "U.S. Army." So either this man stole whoever owns the <laughs> shop stole it from the U.S. Army, or the army is engaged in like this black market for rocket launchers, like an Iran Contra scandal, but like in San Diego. And I was like, oh well, that's a problem too. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Well, that's why it's a surplus store, Mike. That's what it's a surplus store. They just give their surplus to all these, their yeah, that, to, yeah, to these people. We got all yep. these nukes left over. We're not using them, so like twenty, twenty-five bucks. Who's got? Who's got? Who's got <laughs> cash? Yeah, you want? You guys want them? Okay, yeah, we'll sell them. Listen, we'll sell them to you for scrap. Yeah, okay, this is gonna be good. What's that? What's your name, Vladimir? All right, let me write that down. V L. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, we don't need to do a background check. It's fine. Here you go. You're fine. Listen, you want a receipt? Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we don't do it. Come that. on. Hey, once you use it, you can't return it. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. All right. You're going to kill people, aren't hey, you? Hey, listen, your mother know you're here? <laughs> yeah. So the police show up, and they take Arnold away, but Cindy follows behind. And then also, um, anybody knows that Arnold doesn't have any cuffs on? Yes. This guy <laughs> ran a bulldozer through a fucking weapons building. He's like, well, dangerous? Nah, we'll be good. Okay. You're white. You don't need cuffs, right? <laughs> one thing. One thing we missed, kind of going back to the the big warehouse. I just noticed we didn't. I didn't say is like Arnold's trying to figure out where this the coordinates of these this latitude and longitude is by just like moving a ruler around on a map. Oh yeah, and fifth then, grade math. And then Cindy comes back up and goes, "Look, here's a picture of an airplane." <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, Cindy. He says something that's like, I've looked all over this map, it's not it's nowhere to be found. It's like, Arnold, you've been looking at this map for like three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally just like moving a ruler around. He's trying to triangulate, and I was like, oh no. Oh. <laughs> and then they look, and it's just a huge X that says bad guy hangout. It's like, there, there it is. <laughs> Great detective. Boy. Circled in red like eight times. <laughs> Wait, I Evil found it. Evil layer. Perfect. <laughs> Arnold's daughter is here. Skeletons. 
<laughs> yeah, skull and crossbones <laughs> on it. Yeah. Skull Island here. Oh, Inept okay. soldiers here. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, also... Uh, McBane. <laughs> McBane. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say something at the end about that, but that's, that's this must be the inspiration for McBane, right, from The Simpsons. This is like literally almost this, like a shot-for-shot yeah, shot remake. Be. It's McBain right. with Lethal Weapon. That, or uh, it's this movie with Lethal, with yeah, that's a good lethal Weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Man, just one more day away from retirement. Just, he just gets fucking shot up. Damn. <laughs> this is totally out of the context of this movie, but that, that particular uh, episode that Max is referencing from The Simpsons has the best part because there's a picture of that guy who dies on the boat, and the boat's <laughs> the name of the boat is Live Forever. He's immediately shot to kill. <laughs> Kills me every time. Like, that's so that's the Conan O'Brien writing right there. Yeah, it is. It's so funny. <laughs> also, completely unrelated, but if you go on YouTube, they have the McBain movie because yes. all the scenes for like three or four years, they had the McBain clips. Like they would just show like a 20 second clip. But if you compile it all together, it's like a, a beginning to end movie. Which is <laughs> <laughs> fucking awesome. Like, unintentionally, they made a movie. Because they were just like, doot do doot doot do And then one day, someone on the internet was like, you know what? This is like an actual This all makes sense. <laughs> it does. Uh, it's fucking perfect. Alright. Alright, so, um, yeah. Also, the cop uh, in the passenger seat is definitely a regular at the Double yeah. Deuce. Look, hookers. What? Hey, hooker. <laughs> Why? Yeah, this is another movie where like Makes men no just become totally incapacitated by just the sight of a woman. Yeah. Like, well, she's got to be a hooker if she's looking at me. <laughs> I mean... So Cindy uh, makes use of that rocket launcher pretty quickly, first by just comically firing it backwards, and then hitting the truck while the two cops yell, Whoa! <laughs> All the while, Arnold's in the back of this fucking thing. Yeah. Fine. He's, he's fine. Yeah. Because he's Superman. Right. The rocket the rocket hit the back of the truck. <laughs> it did. But somehow... <laughs> Sudden impact. Somehow the cops are... Yeah, that comes out the cops are dead, and Arnold's still alive. <laughs> he's say, a fucking yeah, this alien. Is a really, this is a really shady plan from this woman who's like, you know what I'll do? This. Like, she's in a whole world of trouble after this is over. You know what I mean? Like she's she's already like assaulted several officers at the mall, and then she just murders two more. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, good. Yeah, you're getting the death penalty. Also, I I just have to believe that using a rocket launcher is a lot harder than she made it look. <laughs> well, you know what? She, she read the directions. She read the directions exactly. Yeah. Step like, I tried one: to use an immersion blender launcher. for the first time yesterday, and it was hard. Like I almost killed myself with it. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, a rocket launcher? I can't. I, I can't I refuse. Wait a minute. When I nail this in, I'm, I'm supposed to put my finger away from the nail before I hit it? <laughs> it's not in that directions. That, How are you supposed yeah. to hold the nail? <laughs> Listen, that, that sounds dubious. All right. Let's, let, all right. I'm going to put my hand right in front of the nail. <laughs> and then you need to crow hop and hit it as hard as you fucking can, hopefully hitting the nail. So, all, um, again, Arnold, full of zingers in this movie. Um, because as they're stealing the seaplane, Cindy says, I can't fly this. This is a canoe with wings. And then Owen goes, then start paddling. <laughs> well, <laughs> and again, how does a how does a, a, a stewardess or a flight attendant have time to study for her pilot's license? That's not like the first step to becoming a pilot. She's got airtime. 
Well, Paco, I don't know how to break this to you as well, but she's a flight attendant, but she's also driving like a Corvette or something, like a, like a fancy. Yeah. So I think she's also just, you know, the whole thing doesn't make fucking sense. Just like why do would she, as a flight attendant, drive her car to the airport and leave it there? Like, what? The whole thing doesn't make a damn lick of sense. She got that Cheech and Chong money. Uh, <laughs> she got all those edible monies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And listen, Parker, I'm getting sick and tired of your goddamn sexism here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Just because? Just because she's a flight? At- just because she's a flight attendant, she can't be a pilot? Come on! This is the fifties. <laughs> Woman can't fly. Right. We all know this. Their brains don't work that way. Because they're smaller than ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's okay. My wife doesn't listen to this anyway. <laughs> no. It's probably the best for Nikki to not. But my mom does, and Chim. Uh, <laughs> Tim, my, my mom said uh, she's going to tell your mom if you keep on saying the word cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real threat. Hello, Sharon. Tell Tim to stop saying the C word or else I'm going to tell his mother. <laughs> Listen. That's a key part of my vocabulary. <laughs> okay, so when... Uh, so the next scene, though, so when they're flying, um, when Arnold and uh, Cindy are in the plane, they're in the script, they originally are supposed to have like a sex scene. But that was scrapped because it was so unconvincing. And then also Ray Chong uh, asked. <laughs> and then also Ray Chong Chong asked who would be flying the plane. Yeah. So they cut That's it out of the movie. Good fucking question. <laughs> She's like, wait a minute, what? Oh my god! It's not a good idea when she These has movies. to this out for everybody. Yeah, you're gonna have a sex scene right in the middle of uh, this this huge intense thing. It's all the passion. <laughs> Oh, that wasn't oh, passionate okay. at all. Just scrap it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, why would they gross. have a sex scene? Like, why would 80s? those two have sex in that plane? Yeah, yeah Arnold's not made to do sex scenes. Like, that that fucking, you know, buck tooth and jaw with all those neck muscles, just, that's just not a pretty sight to see. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm sure, I'm sure an Arnold, I'm sure Arnold, an Arnold sex scene or Arnold sex in real life is like that Hulk Hogan sex tape. <laughs> it's just it's just a bunch of like sagging muscles and you know what I mean it's just you're just kind of like looking like squinting through your eyes you're like I can't watch this but I can't turn away man he's really strangling that pillow <laughs> right uh, that's a human under there oh <laughs> ew also uh, oh, random uncredited cameo by Bill Paxton in this movie yeah, as the, uh, the Coast Guard radio guy yeah, I was, I was is watching that, is that like, really well, him yeah, that's really him. Yeah. Game over, man. Game <laughs> over, man. Uh, that, that's what I put. Well, hello, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Well, first, like he's talking on the intercom first. I'm like, that sounds like Bill Paxton. And then they they, they cut to him. It's like that is fucking Bill Paxton. <laughs> what are you doing in this movie, Bill? Yeah. And then here's the next note. Totally caught off guard when uh, the plan lanes and Arnold's just wearing nothing but a fucking speedo. So yeah. you got that. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Why well, not? He... What? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know that was his end. choice, too. I, I, like... I, will not, I will not hear any fucking <laughs> trash talk about the wardrobes <laughs> in this guy. Movie. I was rock hard when Arnold was sitting in that little dinghy in his, in his banana hammock. I was banana loving hammock. it. <laughs> sitting in the dinghy with a dinghy. <laughs> yeah, and then just to get an extended shot of him just rowing a boat shirtless just to show how jacked he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he can't just... row. I don't know if no, he's going sideways. That. He cannot row. <laughs> like the paddles hit the water, I think, twice. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he starts like kind of drifting out of out of the camera shot. It's like, oh, I don't the, the the shore is straight ahead. It's not to the left. Where are you going, buddy? Quiet. I'm flexing. Hold on. <laughs> well, before that, like they've flown. It looks to be overnight because they take off at night. Yeah, and they land during the day. And Arnold's just going to map out. They, they haven't been keeping their bearings. Because there's no instrumentation for her to keep her bearings. He goes, oh, just, this is the most isolated part of the island. How do you know that? You're just <laughs> fucking looking at a map. You don't know what you're looking at. Yeah I, uh, yeah, I do. And then we get a Batman and Robin-esque dope-ass gear-up scene. I wrote that down. I said, take note, Joe Schumacher. Because <laughs> fucking awesome montage of Arnold just loading up and getting ready to murder everybody. Just pecs and bouncing grenades. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Just this is when the movie gets real fucking crazy. Just guns being racked. And we'll see why all those guns are being racked here in a minute. Oh, and he uses every single one of them. Yeah. But uh, meanwhile, as Arnold's scouting the area, two bad guys are waiting at the South American airport to see Hendrix is getting carried off the plane in a body bag. So Eris tells Bennett to kill Jenny. And then also at the same time, Arnold is just silently murking like 15 soldiers with knives until (laughs) one of the guards in the bird nest rings the alarm. So then he gets shot and just kind of, you know, comically falls out of the uh, the bird nest. And then uh, Arnold shoots another five guys. And then as he's running away from like 30 soldiers, he sets off the planted C4 from around the barracks. And you get six different angles of these plaster and plywood buildings blowing the fuck up. Yeah, those are made out of it. That's what Preble lives in. They blew up Preble's house. Because those walls were paper thin. I think it was made with popsicle oh. sticks. God yeah. damn. Yeah, I was going to say, Preble wishes that he lived in those things. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> thing's fucking amazing. They got four walls and a roof? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> can, can we talk about another scene that, that reminded me so much of Under Siege? Mm-hmm. Arnold's dual knife throw. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then from there, like the very next kill, it looked like he had like a knife gun. Or like, <laughs> like a yeah, loaded. what was that? Yeah. I, I, I kind of like looked up for a second. I was like, what the fuck was that? That's what I wrote down. I said, wait, was that a knife gun? And I it's rewound like, it. <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's something that ejected a knife. Yeah, it's one of those Pringle cans that usually shoots out a little fake snake. Instead, <laughs> you just put a knife in there. <laughs> Hold on, I'm sorry. Would you like some Pringles? Oh. Well, yeah, thank you. Don't matter. Oh! <laughs> well, it's it's really... actually called a Timmy Bay special. <laughs> <laughs> Silent but deadly, right? But can we can we talk about like all the fake people that blew up in those explosions? <laughs> yes. Like how oh, fake were all the people standing next to like there I you just saw like the the stilts they were standing on that some prop guy like <laughs> they were literally put bound. Together. Yeah, they were literally of... bound to them to make them seem right. like they were standing up. I was like, oh my god. Well, yeah. <laughs> there was one point where like one of those explosions goes off, and I mean it's forty feet high, and there's what looks to be two people, and they're literally just standing there. <laughs> like, the whole time they're just play. Up, they're just like playmobile people. <laughs> Couple of Legos, just <laughs> just blow them over. They didn't fall down. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I wrote this. I wrote down that this next part, like, it reminded me so much of the like, like a prequel to the end of Scarface. Was that before the rocket launcher or after the rocket launcher? No, I, I was just thinking like the whole thing with like you know the end of Scarface. You've got uh, you've got Al Pacino's like gr- crew that's trying to take out all these assassins, but it's one fucking assassin coming yep. for one fucking guy, and then no. people are just doing like triple backflips while dying. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my god! Handsprings These and explosions. All. Was say, uh, it's like a gymnastics meet just broke out on this island. Well, there's one point Arnold shoots a shotgun, perceivably into someone's chest, and two men go flying forward. I didn't understand <laughs> that at all. Even Arnold looked at the gun. He's like, "That wasn't supposed to work that way." Like, you shoot one shell out of a shotgun, and two men go flying forward. Hey, it's a glitch. Whatever, whatever. God bless. Yeah. So then Arnold sneaks into the storage shed, and all the soldiers just unload on the shed. But then Arnold's hiding at the top, jumps down, and just starts decapitating soldiers' heads with fucking electrical saw equipment. Oh my god! Circular saw lobotomy. That's what I put. But of course, uh, it's it's the under siege thing of which like the person's moving, and then he just stands motionlessly still, and then like part of his head just falls off. <laughs> ADR scream. <laughs> At that point, when I and when I texted you guys, it's actually like a sound. It actually sounds like there's a soft going when he throws. He's like, <laughs> that's how powerful Arnold yeah. is. Yeah, exactly. He is a machine, right? Like, oh, okay. is, yeah. That, that, that's literally what I texted you guys, and also wrote in my notes. Holy shit! What is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, and then he takes an axe, he just chops off a couple of dudes' arms, and then he takes a machine gun, and then starts really going to town on all these South American bad guys. His his first move with the axe is to is to deball somebody. <laughs> oh no, did he really? Yeah, oh, he swung right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Nether no. regions. Why? Yeah, to read a nice callback, he hit him right in the oily gooch, <laughs> oily grundle. I'm sorry. <laughs> Say it again, Tim. And <laughs> both bad. You ruined it. <laughs> and again, I, I I can't stress enough that is my fucking thing. So stay off it. Stop <laughs> fucking up, Tim. I know, I was like, again. Don't ruin this podcast for Preble. Let Preble ruin this podcast for Preble. <laughs> I was saying, for fuck's sake, man. I don't have much of my life, and this is this is one of the damn things I can do. Oh God. <laughs> the only one's gonna ruin this podcast is Mary. <laughs> 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 if someone gets a worse computer than me too I'm gonna be fucking pissed about that <laughs> I don't have time for this well Max technically has no computer cause his computer is my computer that's right <laughs> that's right it's the best kind of computer the stolen kind <laughs> he's like hey man do you mind if I use this for the first couple of weeks six months later <laughs> hey don't worry about it this is gonna pay off ten years from now Oh yeah! When you're all famous <laughs> from this podcast, well, we're the number four dick podcast searched in uh, iTunes. <laughs> That's when we're going to begin that real money. When we're sitting in Des Moines, Iowa, doing a <laughs> doing a live podcast in any casino, then we're going to know we made it. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably gambling it all the way. <laughs> Yeah, but by the way, going back to the movie, Arnold, uh, he got shot, so now he's shirtless, and he's just flexing with his huge gun, and it's fucking awesome. Just glistening, jiggling muscles, you know what I mean? (laughs) Look at those muscle titties, just bouncing off that machine gun. I just want to take a shower under the sweat dripping off the precipice of his nipple. (laughs) Give me your strength, Arnie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, yeah, so then Arnold... And uh, Arius shoot at each other for a little bit until Arnold just blows him away with like five shotgun slugs to the chest. And then Arius flies out of the second story window dead. Very uh, just unclimatic death of a villain that nobody cares about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just a side dude. He's supposed to be the big guy. Nobody cares. 
Yeah. He's, he's, the music he's, changes. Yeah, he's like the president, like, or supposed to be this new president of this place that he used to rule. So it's like, but we're like, oh, who cares about him? It's like, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, so now you got to wrap up the movie because Arnold's killed everyone. Or has he? Because Ben is still alive and he captures Jenny in his neon smoky boiler room. Yeah, that's that's another thing I wrote. Freddie Mercury follows Arnie's daughter into Freddy Krueger's factory. <laughs> Except the dream is fabulous. Why is there a massive mechanical space underneath a mansion? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. Like there's massive know. fans, there's 18 <laughs> boilers. Like I don't think it needs that much heat. So what are you, in the bottom of the Titanic? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a bunch of guys like shoveling coal into just every, like yeah. never stopping flames. Couple, just a bunch of Irish men. A couple of guys with there. Cockney accents. Yeah, a couple of guys with Cockney accents shoveling coal in there. <laughs> a couple more years of this and my family will be able to come over to South America. <laughs> I, think, I think it's North America is where you're supposed to want to go. Come again. <laughs> All right, yeah. So Arnold sees Jenny, but then Bennett shoots him in the arm. Oh no. Then Arnold uh, seduces Bennett into a knife fight, and then Bennett loses all function below the waist at this idea. <laughs> because the, the fucking O faces that he's making, my god. I, I, I'd put somehow a less convincing knife fight than we saw in Under Siege. <laughs> now I'm going to put that video up on our Facebook page. Um, I sent it to the guys earlier, but the faces that. Vernon Wells, not the baseball player, is making is just it's just O face and after O face. <laughs> yeah, you'd want Let's, me to kill you, wouldn't you? Ooh. <laughs> I think this is a good point. Would this movie have been better with the baseball Vernon Wells? It wouldn't have been batting like two twenty. Hold on, now he was a solid two seventy hitter, <laughs> two seventy. He's good. Hit two twenty to twenty five dingers a year, or even thirty sometimes. He had like he had like three good seasons. Yeah. It's Gold Glover three seasons where he hit around three hundred and then you know smashed three hundred. Yeah, smashed. Yeah, baseball. Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so is Vernon Wells in this movie? Is he from Australia or South Africa? Yeah, he's from Australia. Yeah. Oh, he's from oh down under then. From down under. <laughs> down under. Yeah. Good. After I'm done with your balls, I gotta put them on the body. <laughs> Max just nailing the Australian accent. Hey there, mate. <laughs> My name's Mick Dundee, and I'm the crocodile hunter. I was, I was about to say, Max sounds like a drunk guy at a Halloween party making fun of someone dressed like Crocodile Dundee. It's better than dressing like fucking Freddie Mercury in this movie. You think you're Paul Muldoon? I'm Paul Muldoon. (laughs) Hold on. What's happening here? What's happening? It's just like the girl in Poltergeist, but instead of her just being confused about why her house is being eaten, it's just why we continue to do these accents. (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) Anyway, so... um, (laughs) <clears throat> Bennett, he just starts jiggling over to Matrix, and uh, <laughs> I guess so. Arnold told the director to never give him a real knife after seeing the scene. <laughs> He's just, I kill ya, I kill ya. Come over here, you Aussie bastard. <laughs> so the two boys are just wrestling around into another boiler room, evidently. And then at one point, uh, Arnold just uh, 
throws Bennett into like an electrical fence, but that only makes him more horny and, and angry. <laughs> so he, t- he turns Arnold around and starts spanking his shirtless back until Arnold's had enough of that. And then he just starts bitch slapping the shit out of him. This whole thing makes no fucking sense, man. Like, you look at this fight going on. Oh my, it's like watching like a senior in high school fight a second grader. It's It just seems brutal. <laughs> oh, I just couldn't I didn't understand it it was like it's like he became like Raiden from like Mortal Kombat but like with Marv's with, with Marv's reaction from, like, from Home Alone I was like he becomes like a better fighter he's like ah no I'm jacked up and it's like bah, bah. or is that Jason Statham movie where they has to keep like shocking himself because his heart's gonna explode or whatever crank yes I was like Jesus Christ what the I don't remember this it's like he's supposed to be dead after that right yeah. <laughs> or if, if not dead, oh, at dude, least you're, like I, you're hurt. He's got fucking electrocuted. The electrocution thing? The electrocution thing? I was like, oh, finally it's over. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> then nope. They just cut scene to him, like, to Vernon, to Vernon or whatever is in it, Bennett, like, bitch slapping Arnold again. <laughs> I'm going to slap like, you real was, hard. There, there were so many open hand <laughs> strikes in this fight. It's not even funny. I think 95% of the st- of the the actual punches were open hand. <laughs> bitch slapping each other. Right, yeah. Ugh. It was a couple of, it was a couple of, like, English dandies in the 1720s, you know, just slapping each other across <laughs> the face with a white glove. <laughs> Yeah, so eventually, though, Benny falls over, and then he grabs a gun, and he says, I'm not going to shoot you in between your eyes, John. I'm going to shoot you in the balls. <laughs> why not? <laughs> why, why, is, why is everyone so fixated with shooting everybody or hitting everybody in the balls? Do you know what I mean? Like, It's not like, you know, Bennett, like, you know, his sweetheart got stolen away by, you know, John Matrix, and that's, then that, no. it should have been my daughter. That's who it should have been. It's like, no, you're yeah, just you some fired. idiot. Yeah, like, you're just an idiot. <laughs> you got fired from your job. Yeah, because you're a psychopath. Yeah. Well, the writer definitely like doesn't have any balls or something like that. <laughs> like his balls got chopped off in like a freak wood chipper accident. And he's <laughs> just he's just trying to like re- have the characters be relatable to him. <laughs> well, everyone, everyone, every producer is always just like. Can we maybe not focus on ball injury, you know, so much in the movie? And then it gets just like a fire in the guy's eyes, just like stokes up. Like that's a whole point. Every hero. No, we're going to have our first eunuch action hero. <laughs> Everyone's been wanting it. Everyone's been asking for it. Are you talk- Nobody's asked for this. Everyone's been asking for it. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, so wrong thing to say, Arnold, about uh, shooting his balls because Arnold just rips an entire exposed pipe with one with his only uh, working arm, by the way, and then just fucking javelin throws it straight into Bennett's chest, which pins up against a boiler, and then Arnold says, let off some steam, Bennett. Oh, my God. First off, like, when he threw that pipe, I went, oh, like, verbally and audibly went, oh, my oh. God. And then... <laughs> When I saw that the pipe had steam coming out of it, rock hard. Rock <laughs> fucking hard. And then when he said, let off some steam, Bennett, I had to change my pants. Bravo. Bravo. This, this explains why Paco was late to the podcast. He yes. Finished oh, I was going to say. Like, I, had, I, had to, I had to go get a rug doctor and clean out my whole living room. <laughs> a rug doctor. <laughs> 
Yeah, just throwing that javelin like Mike Preble in high school. All right. <laughs> Preble, were you a were you a, a javelin? A javelist. It was. A, jav- <laughs> a javelist. Is the a javeler? Name. Were you a javeler? A, a, jav- a javelian. That's what it is. I was so good at it, I never did it. I was just like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do this later. <laughs> I remember one time I was on the same field and I looked over and I saw I just heard this high pitched girl scream. It was just Preble <laughs> high stepping, just going. Ah! <laughs> just I just like to remind stepping. everybody <laughs> that I'm pretty sure what was it that uh, uh, 300 had just come out. So I feel like I was entitled to pretend that I was a, a Spartan warrior, just trying to have fun out there. Oh wait, this is a serious story. This is real. Oh, that's a real thing. I, abso- I absolutely did. It's like sophomore year of high school. Yeah, Preble's just Preble's just yelling. I'm doing this for my college application. Yeah. <laughs> One day some girls gonna think this is hot. <laughs> hey man, I got my I got my senior year prom date on on a track field. So let's all let's all focus up here. Yeah, uh, tail as old as time. Yeah, man, so tell me. Suck it. Worked like a charm. She saw me throw a javelin, <laughs> scream like a girl, and I, she melted in my hand like putty. <laughs> and she was my mom high. was at that practice. This is begin. Well, Max sounds All like your mom's got something else to tell Tim's mom. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Right, well, uh oh. Sharon, Sharon's definitely gonna uh, miss. Sorry, Mr. Mahoney. Please, please refrain from informing my mom about my mis- my misbehaving uh, on the, uh, the podcast. T- Tim here. was trying. Tim was trying to pimp you out to his friend Mike on the podcast. <laughs> Things begin forgot who I am, so it's probably fine. <laughs> so Bennett died, guys. He's dead. What? <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of blood yeah, on his mustache. Max. He's dead. Under pressure. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> Yeah, and then meanwhile, this little uh, child Jenny sees the entire thing, and then she just smiles and says, "Daddy." <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. When Bennett died, the movie was over for me. Like yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything after that because that it was the movie's climax and also my climax. <laughs> I'm done. Time to turn this off. Yeah, how fucked up do you think in real life? How fucked do you think that kid would be after this whole scene? <laughs> probably, probably as fucked up as Alyssa Milano is in real life. <laughs> Ooh. Yikes! Do you think this is what do you think was this is what did it for her? Child actor, hey yo, yeah, probably. <laughs> See, seeing Bennett's seeing Bennett's mush, uh, muffin top having to be f- <laughs> stepped back into his leather his leather pants during the fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> In between cuts, just eating a, like an extra large jumbo sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, he was definitely a meatball sub kind of guy. The good thing is, you can keep all the sauce on my face and it'll look like blood. (laughs) (laughs) Tastes delicious. The best part at the end is Alyssa Milano runs up to that woman who she doesn't know, but gives her a big hug. You're my mommy now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we get it. It's like, oh, okay, great. And she gives, and then the woman gives her a kiss on the forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Why? Who the fuck are you? Yeah. She doesn't know who that (laughs) She doesn't know anything about this. Well, I mean, basically, I think when you fuck someone in an airplane, even if it's not caught on film, you're now that per- that that kid's parent. Yeah. I'm your new mom. That's how it works, I guess. Yeah. Yep. So I'm your dad now. <laughs> okay. It's a lot of news. This is getting too much. <laughs> let's let's just wrap this movie up, guys. Max is trying to guide us into port, but Come he on. just has like the whole crew's drunk. So yeah, the movie's <laughs> over, right? 
Yeah, well, you cut to an overlay extent of shove as Chopper's flying to this compound island, and General Kirby asks if, if uh, anyone's left for them, and Arnold says, just bodies. Ha! Last zinger. And then uh, Kirby asks Arnold if he wants to come back for a new job. He pretty much just says no. This is my last time. Cue 80s rock music. And uh, they all just fly away. <laughs> and it would have been hilarious during the end credits if that plane turned around and then crashed into the pier and then just exploded. It was on it for a long time. I thought there was going to be something else. Way too long. Like a pterodactyl comes down and starts fighting and that's the beginning of Jurassic Park 10. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you get into like stunt double extras, and they're like, the plane is still flying, yeah, huh? Still, All right, we're in like, we're in like key so, grip, best boy. It's like, okay, we gotta really gotta wrap this up. Also, so this is something we never mentioned before, but they keep calling it an amphibian plane. <laughs> really? It's an amphibious <laughs> plane. They keep calling it an amphibian no, no, plane. No, it's a frog. You understand? Yeah. It's, uh, Jurassic Park 10, right. come on. Exactly, come on. That's where they get the idea. You know what? We Life Dinosaurs can finds exist. a way. <laughs> that's when Ian Malcolm swims up from under the water as the fly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Killing me! <laughs> oh, God. So, I, I told yep. you guys earlier, I've uh, I've got some statistics. Um. Mm. I looked up the body count of this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, the body count in this movie, somehow, I thought it was going to be much higher than this, but it was 88. Um, <laughs> one thing that's fun, 74 of those are on the island at the end of the movie. <laughs> I got a different number. Ooh, I got 109 I and Arnold so I, killing 102. So I saw that, and I saw, but I saw three places that said 88. Um, but one thing I saw, too, that I thought this was just astounding. So... Um, with the amount of kills on the island, there, uh, the, the 74 or whatever that I came up with, um, that equates to a kill every 6.7 seconds for eight straight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and one other one that Jesus. I thought was just mind-blowing was that uh, there was one site I came across that said, an estimated 3,007 bullets missed John Matrix in this movie. <laughs> The, one of the biggest targets ever, too. Yeah. Like, Schwarzenegger's like four feet wide. And, and not incredibly fast Matrix. Yeah, there we go. There we go, too. Yeah, you guys ready for some uh, some casting what-ifs? Yes, please. Mm. I hope you've got this one down, Max, because Jesus Christ, one blew yep. me away. It's probably this one. The movie was originally written for Gene Simmons. Yes! <laughs> 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 Yes. Oh god. I saw yes. that. I was like, wait, like, what the Wait, fuck? what? How? <laughs> I hope it was Gene Simmons in makeup too. He's <laughs> just licking everybody to death. <laughs> oh no, after every kill he looks directly into the camera and just goes. <laughs> <laughs> he just kills everyone with with sick guitar licks. <laughs> yeah. Check out my bass lick, if that's such a thing. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, so he was buddies with um, the writer, the original writers, Matthew Wiseman and uh, and uh, Jeff Loeb, and uh, he turned it down. That is the least surprising thing ever. Yeah. Also, so Jeff Loeb, he's also he's a comic book writer, and he's the writer of uh, Batman: The Long Halloween, which is like one of the best comic books ever written. Yeah, I like that. Fun fact: they based a lot of the Dark Knight movie off of that that comic. 
But uh, yeah, so for some reason, Gene Simmons, he, I guess he just didn't want to do it. So he turned it down. And then they rewrote it for Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> Even just, imagine, just Nick Nolte just screeching like a cat at, uh, <laughs> at his daughter. <laughs> Why don't they call him girl, George? Can <laughs> you imagine these lines? When I was growing up in East Germany, they would lock you up for listening to that shit. <laughs> Jenny just starts crying. The helicopter flies over the house. Stop crying just like your bitch mother. <laughs> yeah, but then after uh, Cone the Barbarian and the Terminator came out, the producers wanted Arnold, so they rewrote it again, and then they adjusted all the lines so Arnold could actually pronounce the words. <laughs> <laughs> Then Ray Don, uh, Ray Don Chong, that is one hell of a name, um, daughter Tommy, Tommy Chong from Teaching Chong. She won the role over Sharon Stone and Bridget Nelson, uh, which kind of worked out because... Uh, Br- Brigitte Nelson, like the, Br- the one who yeah, was that famously one. in love with Flava Flav? Yes. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that oh was so God. weird. Holy Never shit. a publicity stunt, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ugh. Oh God! Gross. <laughs> yeah, that it's one. A, it's a, it was an American travesty. <laughs> she went from being married to Sylvester Stallone to fucking Flavor Flav. <laughs> God, how the times have changed for her. Anything, anything uh, Rocky feels about that. She's like, Ugh. I can't believe I got lost out to this guy. He has a clock on. It's like what? Well, at least you can tell the time, right? I can't. <laughs> My brain don't work. <laughs> Yeah, but that that worked out because Arnold had done a movie with uh, Bridget. Was it Nielsen? Nielsen? Yeah, I think Brigitte Nielsen. Nielsen, right? like Leslie Nielsen. Okay. Yeah, he'd done a movie with her the same year called Red Sonia, a movie that no one ever talks about because Bridget Nielsen just fucking sucks at acting. <laughs> Good. And then uh, Sharon Stone would play uh, Arnold's wife in Total Recall a few years later. So that worked out. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Then also... Uh, a little fun fact. A little, uh, I guess, serendipitous, too. Ray Dong Chong discovered Chris Pratt when he was a writer, or not a writer, when he was a waiter in Hawaii and cast him in her uh, first directed movie. And, um, hold on, hold on. Hmm? Hawaii? Hawaii. Yeah, well, she found him in Hawaii when he was 19. And uh, a little weird because now Chris Pratt is getting married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. Oh, uh, yeah. Boy, what a world we live in. Mm-hmm. What a world. So is this the daughter that was conceived with the maid? <laughs> that that, <laughs> was, a that boy. was a son. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, for the role of Jenny, people who auditioned were Winona Ryder, Shannon Doherty, Jennifer Connelly, and Patricia Arquette. And uh, also, as mentioned, one of her last episodes, Die Hard was originally the sequel to Commando, but then Arnold turned it down, so they rewrote it. Could you imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger in that fucking air duct? Oh no, there's no way he would ever be able to fit in there. <laughs> But he would definitely would have been able to deliver the witty lines. Yeah. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yeah, the final shootout was filmed at the same house that was featured in the famous horse head scene from The Godfather. All right. There we go. Nice. Yep. And then also, Arnold did a majority of the stunts, partially because they couldn't find any stunt doubles that were as big as him. Please tell me he got run over by the car. He did not get run over by the car. That was somebody else. Um, That's unfortunate. But he did dislocate his shoulder, and he did, uh, I guess, several stitches after accidentally stabbing himself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but he didn't want the other guy to have a fucking knife. No. All right. Questions. Who was your favorite, or least favorite in this movie? 
Uh, I liked Bennett the most because of the the attire and the wardrobe. Thought he looked good, <laughs> and I stand by that statement. Real sharp. And um, least favorite character, definitely uh, Sullivan. Hmm. Sully. Yeah, he just you know a little too like hit a little too close little too, to home. Perhaps that's a good way to put it. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why not? By the way, uh, Sullivan. So you have, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the uh, the movie The Warriors, but he's the one who does the Warriors come out to play. Oh, really? Oh, okay. That's him. I was gonna say yeah, he's he a villain in that. Kind of looks like an asshole. So. Yep. Okay. That was him. Um, I guess I'll I guess I'll just say Arnold is my favorite because he kind of you know there are not that mm-hmm. many people in here that I feel like I can like and. He does do a, a great amount of uh, of the murder that I found was uh, was pretty grand in this whole movie. Um, person I disliked the most was whatever the uh, whatever the name of the uh, the president that was like really supposed to be like the titular bad guy, yeah, but was just absolutely useless. So I'll say definitely him. For me, it's going to be uh, my my favorite. I, I loved Cindy. I thought she was funny. I thought she gave <laughs> yeah, a lot good. to the, yeah, the script. Good sidekick. Yeah, great sidekick, and, and probably, honestly, the best actor in this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's actually uh, believable, her freaking out. Be like, what the fuck is happening? Well, and she was logical, like, what? I mean, I'm getting kidnapped, what am I going to do? Go to an officer of the fucking law. Like, yeah. I mean, she just made a lot of sense. And she learned how to fire a rocket launcher. Um, yep. My least favorite was Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, you really let yourself go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, AIDS is a hell of a disease, boys. I've been under <sighs> a lot of pressure. Get it? I don't know what, guys. I'm so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Bennett rocked that outfit, and he was he was confident and proud of the way he looked. Even though he's a little overweight, a little pudgy, you know what I mean. All you gotta do is be confident when you're strutting around that outfit. I mm-hmm. know from firsthand experience. I won't hear any more <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> and whenever we do our first uh, Indian casino in Des Moines, Tim's going to be wearing that same exact outfit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With a beautiful mustache to boot. <laughs> mustache, but then next, just a, a nice uh, gray Mike, uh, Detective Mike sweater right next to him, just in case. Gets a little mm. nippy. Yes, it's gonna be a full. It's gonna be a full runway show. It's gonna be me. <laughs> it's gonna be me, Porky Pig, and it with sweaters on, and then that outfit. <laughs> and then things get real hot. Yeah, real sweaty. I'm gonna be the same as Preble though. Favorite Arnold. Um, just such an Arnold movie. Just bullets, muscles, and one-liners, and just Arnold just breaking things. Um, and then at least I was gonna say Bennett until I saw his just like his. Re- like his repressed, violently gay urges come out before he was killed. <laughs> so I'll change it over to uh, Dan Hedaya's character because I just fuck that dude. I don't like him as an actor. If Mark Wahlberg was in this, what would he be confused about? And this is such a Mark Wahlberg movie. Oh, it's big time. Uh, my thing, the, the one thing that came to mind with me was uh, I think this would have made sense to him. Uh, so uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to be the lone survivor, right, dude? I'm going to be the lone <laughs> survivor, right? I understand we're in, movie? I understand we're in some sort of a Central American country. So there must be a lot of uh, a lot of rigs around here, oil rigs. Maybe they explode a little bit <laughs> or something. I can go over there and be a big hero. But you know, just think about it. Well, Central America, how many minorities are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So Central America, South America, like was it like Florida? <laughs> <laughs> like Georgia, because I'm not going to do it in Georgia, but Florida. All right. <laughs> so you guys like Spanish, Spanish, or like Mexican Spanish? <laughs> That, the movie was confused about that, too, because those two henchmen who were watching people get off the plane earlier in the movie, like, that was the most stereotypical of just, like, <laughs> we're going to lump all of Central America into Mexico. Oh, yeah. Some fat guy with a beater on, just, just kind of right, walking yeah. sideways. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like, oh, no, you guys have zero understanding so, of <laughs> the ethnic differences in Central America. So I had to look this up, but so just a fun fact. Sorry, I'm breaking this, but... So Val Verde is the name of the fictional country, and that's just a yeah. fictional country that Stephen E. Souza uses in like all his different all his different works. He just referred like this vaguely South or Central American country, so he doesn't have to like worry about like creating international strife. And it's in like Die Hard Two and all these other movies mm-hmm. that he's done. Yeah, he's in like eighties and the nineties. Yeah, that would be what Mark Wahlberg is confused about. Donnie, you're telling me that Valverde isn't a country? <laughs> but I've seen so many Dude, movies. I had some Valverde sauce the other day. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, I find, and if it didn't come from there, then where did it come from, Donnie, you dummy? Okay, I'm like IMDB with their zero ear. Fuck, I was so close and not fucking up again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two hours in between. Uh, Max, you're back on my list again. That's another, mm. that's another one for Max. It's a check mark. <laughs> Preble's nodding his head with his fucking quill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always fuck this one up for some reason. It's the same thing every single time, and I always fuck it up. <laughs> Unlike IMDb with their zero. Fuck, I did it again. All right. <laughs> God damn it. Now it's in his fucking head, man. All right. Well, we made our own scoring system, so uh, what would your score be for this movie, guys? <laughs> well, uh, I'll give this... Uh, one half naked raft ride out of uh, the, the first Arr. review of the next Girl George album in Cream Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Cream, get the money. <laughs> you guys remember the supermarket sweep, uh, like the sweep game? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to give this a week worth of Bennett as a contestant on the supermarket sweep S&M sex store edition. Just... Five straight days of Bennett just flapping his arms like Steven Seagal as he just picks up fingerless gloves and mesh vests with his fucking... Everything that his fat, clogged heart desires. I'm going to give this uh, 88 murdered people of various ethnicities. Some may be Italian, but pretend to be Spanish, and others may just be wrong. Um, Over (laughs) to, to jiggling pectoral muscles as the hunk rows his way in the wrong direction toward the Isle of Honest Verdes. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give this movie uh, one ten-yard javelin heave by uh, one Mike Preble <laughs> over uh, one extremely disgruntled pipe fitter who has to uh, remove Bennett's, uh, <laughs> Bennett's s and body out of his boiler the Monday morning after this epic battle. I go away for one weekend. And look what happens. Yeah. God damn it. I really need to get into this a union. This always happens. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The people who Airbnb this thing out really gotta get more selective. I got fucking dead horses in the bedroom. I got just fat guys lodging with pipes in the basement. It's fucking bullshit. All right, well, that wraps up week one of our exercised Arnold month. 
If you like the show, just please rate and review on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram pages by clicking the links at the bottom of the description box of this episode. You can also email us at tdbackrow at gmail.com. And um, I'll preview the next uh, movie on Instagram as well. But um, until next time, we'll see you later. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 We'll see you next week. Alright, that's enough. Ugh. Gross. Ugh. You know Paco has like, you know, like cheese doodle cheese and like, you know, sausage fat in his lips too, so it's like his mic is all just like, you know, gross. Just throw it away and get another one. Probably we could also always just do red heat with Arnold and Jim Belushi. Or, guys, on that topic, we could just do Red Dawn again. (laughs) Or I can just put a bullet in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God.